0: and welcome to The Big Schmear, the podcast about Jewish food, its history and culture and everything in between. I'm Beth Schenker, the host, and for this episode, I took a trip to the New Jersey Meadowlands in November to experience a conference called Kosher Fest. It's an annual event that features over 800 exhibitors, all with a direct connection to kosher food. This event is only open to folks in the business. The general public is not permitted entry. I'll admit I'd heard about this event for a few years, but truthfully, none of that prepared me for the experience when entering the exhibit hall. Let me set the scene for you. I arrive mid-morning with my engineer-wonderful-husband-professional-audio-person at the conference complex. As I walk up the steps with many other attendees, I looked into the lobby, and I see a check-in security line, coat check line one of the entrances to the event, and lots of men. Tons of men. Most all of them in dark suits and all wearing yarmulkes. That's not to say there weren't women attendees, too, but we were in the minority. And all these people are there for serious big business, buying for grocery store change and restaurants and anything else you can imagine, but on a large scale. When you enter the room, your senses are bombarded by smells. So much food everywhere. I can't even begin to explain the amount of food. Samples everywhere, stacks and trays of food, sliced food, frying food, hot samples, cold, meat, cheese, fish, desserts, wine. You name it, it's there. Hundreds of booths, each one with their own samples. The exhibitors are men and women in comfortable clothes and shoes, ready with answers about their products and tons of samples to share with you. With so many hundreds and hundreds of booths, needless to say I wasn't able to stop at the mall, But here's a small sample of the generous and enthusiastic people I met along the way. I hope you enjoy the tour of Kosher Fest. Let's start with the very first booth I stopped at, entering the hall. I found an experienced kosher cookbook writer and cool baking kit maker.
1: Healthy Jewish kitchen, it's all natural food. So there's no margarine, no puff pastry, no soup stocks, lower fat, salt, sugar, than than typical kosher cookbooks that I'm trying to take our community in. Introduce them to international trends and just lighten up all of our food that we love. So whole wheat challah, whole wheat babka, whole wheat strudel, and take things that we I grew up with like peas and carrots (laughs) and turn them into roasted carrots with a pea puree and take coleslaw which you know is like drowning in mayonnaise and I puree a mango and add lime and jalapeno so the food's really light it's easy and fresh a lot of room temperature stuff for people who are doing like Shabbat meals and I'm really excited about this book so I am Paula Scheuer my latest cookbook is The Healthy Jewish Kitchen my website is thekosherbaker.com I'm on Instagram as kosherbaker
0: And tell me, how long have you been writing cookbooks? This is an amazing display of cookbooks. Thank
1: you. So since my first cookbook came out in 2010, but I was working on it for five years until I could find a publisher to publish it. So I was told by every major publishing company that there was no market for kosher baking cookbooks. I published two baking books, now I've done two other books. I think I proved them wrong. I I certainly (laughs) had to work very hard to prove it, but... I'm really proud of this, and I really feel like I add to our community and bring joy to people's homes and get people in the kitchen who don't want to bake and don't want to cook.
0: Have you been to Kosher Fest often? Is this your, are you like
1: a... I'm a regular. I'm a kind of a groupie. I've been here maybe 10 years, maybe longer, but I always, like, I've been here with each one of my cookbook launches. This time I'm here with a new product, these do-it-yourself baking kits that will be available to order soon. So if you follow me on Facebook, we'll have ordering information, and J-Commerce is the company I've partnered with, and we have, you know, the dry ingredients in a box, and then we have all kinds of tools to make the donuts and decorate them and we're going to do a whole line of baking pro you know baking kits in the next couple of months
0: with all these kosher products you have to wonder about the process how do you get your product certified okay my name is Israel Salwin we
2: the ok are based in Brooklyn New York and we certify companies all over the world we, we certify them based on something that is called an it starts with an initial visit, which means we will send one of our rabbis who are based in our office here to do the initial visit to the company, which means they will check the processes, check the machinery, check the equipment they use, check the ingredients, and see how kosher can be done in that specific facility, because for that you can't send a local person, just lo- local field rep, field inspector to do that. You need an expert to set it up, someone who's been to many different types of companies and knows what to look for. Once he has his report done and his plan, he will tell them you can be certified based on the following conditions and then once they sign a contract and submit all their ingredients and their formulas, all the ingredients which go into each product, they will be able to get a certificate and pay the annual fees. And during the year, the local rabbi closest to their facility will make spot-check unannounced visits. That's the basics of certification.
0: That's exactly what I was going to ask. It sounds complicated, or could be. Um, What's the average length of time it it might take a company to, to go from an inquiry to actually gaining the, the
2: um, certificate? Okay, generally we would advise to have one to two months ready, available. If you need certification in two weeks or three weeks, we can do it. But as it says, haste makes waste, but we can do it the proper way. If you have all your ingredients, you have a nice clean ingredient list ready at your fingertips and the kosher certificates for your ingredients, it could be done quicker. We actually help companies get a clean and green list. A lot of times you'll be surprised, but companies will come and will say, okay, send your ingredient list. And they'll say, well, we have it in a few computer systems, a few different systems. I have a paper, a fax, it doesn't work like that. And they'll work with us to clean up their own system and have one nice system of clearing, clear list of
0: ingredients. So it depends on the company. That's that's amazing. And have you seen the numbers of, of inquiries Go up over the last few years? Has it remained steady? Gone down? Kosha is
2: Kosha is growing. The big players are all in Kosha. The Conagras, the Crafts, the Tropicana's, the Snapples, they're in Kosha. So they're driving demand all the time. And if you're a new guy on the block, you you want to sell to the big players, you need to be Kosha. So the inquiries are still coming
0: in. The next person I want you to meet is the Aussie gourmet Naomi Nachman. She's a personal chef, cookbook writer, social media presence, and has her own recording network. She's doing a live video broadcast right here Come from back, Kosher
3: Fest. Get the hot dogs dressed, and they'll be judged by uh, three excellent judges. Do we know who our judges are yet? We do. We have uh, Miriam Pascal. Overtime Cook, who's just released her brand new cookbook.
4: Sonny Appledown.
3: Have busy in Brooklyn great, and she w- she was honored last night at the Kosher Feast dinner for being cutting edge.
5: Yes, and Elon Kornblum.
3: Elon Kornblum, restaurant guy. We love Elon Kornblum. He knows his food. They so. All
5: three know their food, and uh, we're excited that they're joining us uh, in judging this competition.
3: Okay, if you are, uh, we're at booth 609. Correct. Um, we, had a, we have a great space over here. We have a lot of atmosphere going on. Do you feel like you've feel something different this year than any other year
0: i love kosher fest there's
5: nothing in the world like kosher fest
3: there is nothing you know that i've been coming for 20 years i've
5: been coming for 20 years i know
3: we didn't know each other then (laughs) i was just a food groupie back then there was no such thing as a kosher foodie we didn't even have a refrigerator
0: display really this is
3: really nice got lights and everything
0: we have an excellent recipe by the way on our salamis right now okay
3: excellent bye no way
0: I forgot to mention that in this giant exhibit hall, there are two very distinctive food booth sections that are delineated by flags and signs way up high above their booths. One is an entire food area of purveyors from Israel. Not such a surprise. And the other, the Czech Republic.
6: My name is uh, Michal Patek, and I'm from Czech Republic, and I'm one of the owners of the brewery, which we have. It's a traditional... Czech brewery, mid-sized brewery, established in 1871 with the annual production of 100,000 hectoliters. We produce uh, 12 types of beer, especially the, we have nice uh, bohemian pils lagers, bottom fermented and we have also special some special beers like half dark, dark beers, dark lagers. And uh, the, the one of the special uh, beers, this is, let's say, exceptional, is porter beer.
0: Are all your beers kosher?
6: Yes, yes. we have kosher certifi- certification for all 12 beers.
0: So I'm feeling like it's unusual for this kind of a company to produce kosher beers. How did that happen, and and why?
6: Well. I said to myself, because I am also responsible for exportation. I am the exportation manager. So I told myself, the Jewish community is all over the world, and uh, especially in big countries like Canada or US, it's uh, wise to try uh, to find some distributor. Uh, I called to Prague Jewish um, uh, Rabbinate, they went through the uh, through the, it was a big uh, excursion. Yes, I'm sure. They verified all the production process, logistics, and laboratory, whatever, and they gave us this nice certificate issued from issued by Jewish oh, community Rappenant. in Prague.
0: Oh, oh, right. Oh, the beautiful image of a synagogue in Prague. I'm guessing that's what that is. Yes. How long have you had the certificate?
6: Thank you.
0: How, how long have you been uh, had? How long have you had the kosher certificate?
6: From uh, this year, uh, May, I oh, would so that, say.
0: Oh, so very new. Kind very of new,
6: thing. very ah. new.
0: All right. Well, it's been lovely to meet you. And now for a food purveyor from Israel, what better stop than a table to sample tahini?
7: So it's an tahini called. Uh, we produce a very high quality of tahini. Uh, You can can try. I will.
0: And um, tell me a little bit about what tahini is, and are you here from Israel?
7: Yes. Yeah. We just came here for the expo. Going very well. So a good tahini is 100% sesame seed. So basically, you bring the sesame seed mostly from Africa or Latin America. And then we we produce it, we grind it, uh, we roast it, and it's become a tahini. Uh, People use it mainly to prepare hummus. Tahini is the main ingredient in the hummus, uh, and yeah, in, in Israel for example, uh, they use it instead of mayo, oh,
0: really? because tahini is,
7: is basically the healthiest product on earth, it's super healthy, it's 100% sesame seed, uh, a lot of uh, good uh, nutrition, so like whoever people in Israel, whatever they can replace it with tahini, they do so.
0: I think I might try a little, what's the difference?
7: All sesame seed, yeah, and this is a normal.
0: Oh, wow. Very uh, dark, deep flavor. I got to try this now. I'm going to try the lighter sesame seed.
7: Yeah, so I want people to try the original one to check what's real tahini. Usually people add uh, water, garlic, lemon, whatever. Because our products are the highest quality, I want them to try the raw material. Yeah, so it's like if you have a good steak, you don't add the sauce, so it's just pepper and salt, it's just the same with tahini.
0: This is amazing tahini. Thank you very much. It's true that most all booths represented at Kosher Fest are food or beverage, but there are a few exceptions to that. I saw a couple of booths that sold dishes and flatware, a company from Canada selling ginormous salad spinners for use in a restaurant or cafeteria, and then I happened upon a booth for a cooking school. The Kosher Culinary Center, it's one of a kind in the U.S.
8: My name is Perlene Diane. I'm the director and co-owner of Kosher Culinary Center. I'm partners with Chef Avram Wiseman, and I was a student of his at CKCA in 2014. CKCA is the Kosher Culinary School that existed prior but were not licensed by the Department of Education, so they have since closed. And after I finished my program, I went to Chef, I told him I wanted to work in the culinary industry. He helped me get a job at T-Fusion Steakhouse where I worked for a year and a half as the pastry chef there. And in that time, CKCA closed down. They were shut down by the Department of Education. I always had a relationship with Chef Wiseman and we just said, we got together and I told him I'd be willing to invest with him and give him some of my accounting background and form A certified kosher cooking school in the United States. That's
0: so exciting! Um, And so it's not been open very long, right? When did you start? Uh, Mother's Day was our first day. Oh,
8: very cool! Yeah, May of 2017.
0: Tell me a little bit about the structure of the company. Someone mentioned there's there's a segment for people who are not professional chefs, more of the casual or home cook person, and then there's people that your students that you're training that I just spoke with. Um, Yes,
8: so we have a professional career training program which consists of 54 days where students come for about three to four months depending on when the holidays fall and they receive a certificate of completion after and the chef helps place them at a job. It doesn't even have to be in a restaurant. It could be helping start a career as a private chef, as a private caterer, anything related to the kosher culinary world because he has a huge network. People are always calling him, telling him they need help, so he matches A with B. Then we also have recreational side, which is for people coming to just cook and enjoy. Our be- best-selling nights are culinary date night and steak night. Those are always sold out. They, You pay one time. You come for four hours. You're taught what to do. You make your own dinner. We set out white tablecloths. Everybody enjoys the dinner. Everybody makes their own dessert. And we have pasta classes, sushi classes, the list goes on and on. Hanukkah, Thanksgiving 101, and finally we also do special events, small birthday parties, small bat mitzvahs, things like that. Oh,
0: sounds, like, sounds like the Institute is busy.
8: It is. It could always be busier, but we are definitely not complaining. We currently have somebody here from California. We have a few from Muncie, a few from Jersey. They come from all over. We're getting calls from all over. And how
0: are people finding out about it? Like, if they hear about this on the podcast and they're interested, um, how do they find out?
8: Okay, they can call 718-338-1110. They can go to our website, which is www.kosherculinarycenter.com. Great. Thank you. It was a pleasure to meet you, and really interesting to find out about this center.
0: The school is attracting students from the East Coast and beyond.
9: My name is DC Press, and I've been in the program for the last two months. And uh,
0: what brought you to the Culinary Kosher Center?
9: Because I have a passion for food, um, I love cooking, and I wanted to broaden my knowledge in cooking. It's 54 days, a pro class. It's very intense work, you know, a two-year cur- curriculum in 54 days. We do all meats, chicken, poultry. We have uh, a week on pastry. We don't do dairy in the school. It's a, you know, a meat school.
0: And so for you, just I realize you're, you can change your mind, but what's your, what's your end goal right now for after you complete the program?
9: I'm not really sure, but I hope to maybe become a personal chef one day.
0: So what's your favorite class so far?
9: We had Asian Day. We had two days on Asian Asian Day. Um, so that was probably my best class. I love, I love Asian food. And...
0: and is there anything that you, like when you knew you were signing up for the class, was there some specific kind of food that you really wanted to explore, that you knew you wanted to focus on?
9: Specifically with my meats, I wanted to, like, you know, we, we do fabricate our own meats, and he tells us exactly, we go through, you know, all the history of the meats, and we butchering the animals and seeing all the cuts.
0: Yeah, you must learn, I mean, you've got to learn anatomy, yeah. but anatomy for the kitchen is very different, yeah. so.
9: Very interesting. <laughs> lots of fun. It's really great. It's the only one in America that's kosher, and it's amazing.
0: Along one side wall of the exhibit hall are a number of different food booths, all sharing the same food distributor. I decided to stop by the booth producing gluten-free challah, and surprisingly enough, it's manufactured not far from my home in Chicago.
10: My name is Miriam Schloss, and my company is the Gluten-Free Artisan. All right, well, this is our first year here at Kosher Fest, so... To be honest, it's quite overwhelming. I had no idea that there was going to be this many people interested in buying and purchasing and learning and, and selling. And it's just really inspirational as a food entrepreneur to see that people are coming out to taste new products, you know, incorporate new items in their in their stores and their markets. Um, for me it's a very personal story. I was diagnosed with celiac when I was 16 years old and I created a bread that could that I could use to wash on for Shabbos. So instead of having a bread that, you know, was only a shahakal, this bread is actually Hamozi, so you can use it for the mozi. So it's a pretty big deal for people who have celiac or gluten allergies. And it started in my kitchen and it was kind of small. It was when I was living in Miami and we slowly got bigger and bigger and bigger until we were ready to find a co-manufacturer. And we're distributed through Quality. And it's really just a great it's a great it's a great story of the American dream. What can I say? Um, So
0: tell me what I'm looking at here in terms of sample.
10: Here you are looking at the five flavors of our challah. Um, We have chocolate chip, we have classic, we have, yeah, chocolate chip, classic, um, onion flake, sesame, and poppy. And we do have a website where we fulfill online orders. um, And that's a super convenient way if you want to stock up and you're in your home freezer. And that's www.thegfartisan.com. And then we actually are also in about 60 kosher stores through Quality. So um, you're welcome to shoot us an email, tell us where you live, and we'll tell you where you can find our product. Oh, thank you. So nice to meet you. And I'm going to have a taste. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you. How did you know chocolate chip? I mean, you look like a chocolate chip girl. Damn. Yeah. And you're gluten-free. Really good. Thank you. That is so... <laughs> people like her make me so happy. <laughs>
0: well, you never know what you're going to find here. Believe it or not, there's a Q&A game going on behind me. I'm not even sure what you win, but a large group of people have gathered around.
11: True. Four fulls. That means right or wrong. The world's most expensive hot dog sold for a whopping $169. Oh, true, I heard true. Come up, and spin it. It is true. Spin that meal mark wheel of awesomeness. Spin, spin, spin,
0: spin, 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 spin. And who's spinning the giant wheel? It's none other than the kosher guru. I have a feeling it's not quite kosher fest without him.
11: Okay, so I am kosher guru. Gabriel Boxer, I should say, A.K.A. Kosher Guru. We are Team Kosher Guru, myself and Yossi Axor, and my partner on Kosher Guru. And what we do, well, what we like to think we do, is bringing kosher to the masses in a fun-filled way, from videos and fun posts and very informative productions as well. And I guess, in a quick nutshell, that's what we do. How long have you been the Kosher Guru? So I'd like to think that I was a guru since a young Bachur Talmud and Yeshiva when I got. Well, I didn't get kicked out, but I never made it to rabbinical school. So I decided, hey, become a guru. It's a lot easier. But I really didn't get the title guru for about a few years now. Um, And so on
0: a typical day, what does the kosher guru
11: do? Oh, on a typical day. Well, on a typical day, I eat a lot, um, as it could show, or as as it does show, I should say. But I eat a lot. I go out to a lot of restaurants, meet with a lot of clients within the kosher food industry, and I help them with their product or place to try and place them properly within the kosher world and help them build their social brand on Instagram, Facebook, a little bit of Twitter, YouTube, uh, of course, on their blog. And we just like to bring kosher to the masses.
0: And, um, so tell me, give me an idea of some of the kinds of products that you, uh, you've helped
11: with. So I've helped MealMart recently relaunch their sausage line which was just a typical uh, sausage on the provisions section in a local supermarket and nobody really knew who they were and unfortunately if you don't taste the product and understand how amazing it is you're not going to buy it so what I've recently done with MealMart besides socially but almost have have been and am doing a tour throughout North America in different kosher communities, tasting the sausages for people to know how amazing it is. That's just one thing I've been working on. Another thing is I'm working with Reismans on relaunching their brand new lines that are totally rebranded. Can't talk about everything they're doing right now because some of it is a hush hush, but on some par-baked items coming out and something very, very new to the kosher scene as well.
0: So um, you're not the typically dressed person here at Kosher Fest.
11: No, no, no. I'm wearing my Shabbos suit, actually. Not only wears the Shabbos suit during the week, but I was able to get out of the house in my Shabbos suit, as funky and cool as it is.
0: And so, um, for those of you who are listening, that means um, uh, neon green uh, glass frames. And um, what would you call this? Not It's not polka dot. It's like... It's called
11: confetti. That's at least what the, the description on the website that I bought it from was, said confetti.
0: So Confetti pants too, right? Yes. Yes. Matching, matching suit, tie, and and you can see the kosher guru from down any aisle because he's, he's that kind of guru. We
11: like to stick out. We like to be the guru that sticks out and helps make awesomeness.
0: Thank you so much. It was really great to meet you.
11: Thank you so much. You're welcome, and thank you for having me on your show.
0: I saw so many companies I'd never heard of. So when I happened upon this one, taking over a large corner of an aisle in the exhibit hall, I had to stop. What's the Jewish food world without the mention of Manischewitz? Here's Sarah Stromer, assistant brand manager, telling us about what to expect on the grocery shelves this coming Passover.
4: So we are coming up on our 130th birthday, actually, as a company. Manischewitz was started in 1888 so next year we'll be 130 years old which is kind of a, which is very exciting for a company. Yeah. Um, new for Passover this year we actually have a partnership with Maxwell House and everyone knows Maxwell House by Passover time besides for their coffee being kosher for Passover and they have a long heritage um, with being kosher for Passover and their coffee becoming being kosher for Passover. Um, we also have a very strong tie, obviously, to Passover. So this year together, the two brands are coming together and we're actually putting their Haggadah, like the famous Maxwell House Haggadah, in our five pound box matzahs. So every time you purchase a, bo- a five pound box of matzah, you'll receive the famous Maxwell House Haggadah in there. We're also continuing our partnership with Welch's to do the Manishev- the Welch's Manischewitz grape juice, regular and sparkling. So people really have been enjoying that grape juice. It's been doing very well. Also this year we have our second year with our um, specialty food for our kids edition line that we came out with last year, which is mini matzahs. So we made matzahs into like little three inch by three inch squares and it's little boxes. So the kids could feel like they're part of the Passover Seder. And it's also you could color on it also, and in the corner it says this matza belongs to, and you could write your a kid's name or an adult's name and use it as place cards because people are very into tablescaping now for the holidays. And the second thing in that kids edition line is our matza pizza. So it's triangular shaped matza, and we put in sauce packets in it, and all you have to do is add cheese and your favorite vegetables, and bake it in the oven, and you have your own matza pizza that's actually a shape of of uh, slice pizza. of pizza. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and the last thing in the kids' edition line is matzah s'mores. So it comes with matzah, mini matzahs, right. chocolate and marshmallows, and you can make s'mores on Passover
0: with that. Oh my gosh, that's
4: really cool. And then the last big thing for us this year is um, we're known for gefilte fish, Manischewitz, and we actually are coming out with um, pre-sliced gefilte fish, frozen gefilte fish. So you could open the bag, take out a few slices, cook it, and it actually cooks in 15 minutes and put the rest of the bag inside so you don't have to make a whole loaf for the whole. For it's, You're only taking out what you want or need yeah. for that point.
0: That's really great. So when people think about Passover, there's a good reason to think about Manischewitz.
4: Exactly. Thank you so much. I No problem. This. My pleasure.
0: And now for something a little different. I'm coming to a clearing in the center of about three aisles. Where there's a big cooking station, there are tables filled with jars of all kinds of sauces and a number of deep fryers cooking up egg rolls. A chef is moving quickly between the pans, and that's where I catch up with him.
12: My name is Adam Kaufman, and we're Exotic Sauce Packaging. We manufacture the Mikey products, and uh, the new item that we actually won with this year is called Tandoor by Mikey, which is an Indian item we um, have a number of different items we uh, do Asian we do specialty uh, we have some new fruit sauces we're doing Korean we're doing sriracha we're doing pretty much everything in it we have soups we just came out with last year we have uh, all sorts of uh, homemade soups in jars but shelf stable we have uh, french onion and uh, tomato uh, all all different all different flavors so real some really
0: interesting stuff we do so I have to tell people who are who will be listening that this is an amazing setup, and um, it's a kitchen with lots of these are. Those are vegetarian egg rolls. Vegetarian yeah. egg rolls that we're, smell amazing. You can smell
12: them all the way down the aisle. We're doing, we're doing the vegetarian egg rolls over here. We're also doing the uh, Indian sauces with the uh, the different with some rice, a little bit of fresh made rice. On the other side, we're doing. Uh, our Korean sauces, doing some nice fresh vegetable stir fry, all fresh vegetables. You know, just a few of the new items that we just came out with.
0: This is amazing, and you've probably been coming forever, right?
12: Oh yeah, I, I, this has got to be at least our twentieth year at Kosher Fest, oh, at my least. God. Yeah, and um, if you figure it in uh, in standing years at the show, it's about hundred and fifty.
0: <laughs> I think I've saved the best for last. I'm standing in front of a booth that produces the first-ever Kosher Foie Gras. It's a brand-new product being introduced here at Kosher Fest. And it's not just the product that makes this stop so special. It's the product developer. He's so passionate about his work, it's infectious. My name is Libby
5: Fisher. I'm the uh, proprietor of Heritage Kosher, where the producers of the first Kosher Foie Gras and other duck products over here in the United States.
0: What prompted you to trudge into new territory?
5: This is something I've had a passion for for a very long time. Something that, you know, there, there are certain aspects of the kosher market that uh, people have stayed away from because of fear or have stayed away from due to uh, the idea that they can't, can't accomplish it. This was something I've been chasing for a while. And uh, thank God we are at the position that we're able to bring something to market, bring the Jewish consumer something uh, that's available on the non-kosher market. And now here it is, 100% kosher glott across the board. It's very, very exciting for us. Um, every step of, every step along the way has been with providence. I can tell you, you see, you see God in every step for me. It was difficult. We have challenges. We've been chasing this product for almost seven years. And it's been difficult. I'm leaving out the, min- the minutiae and the details and the endless nights of not sleeping. And everything that goes to starting a new business. And it, we, opened, we opened a week and a half ago, almost Whoa. two weeks ago. Oh, my God. The foie gras industry in general is a uh, complicated industry, to say the least. Um, we partnered up with Hudson Valley Foie Gras. They have a real care for the animals. Their programs, which I was amazed by, they're raising it from the, when they're small until the, until the time they're processing. And there's a care and there's a focus and there is, there, is, there, there is a synergy that we wanted to bring to the kosher market. That synergy, I think, represents our heritage kosher brand. And that's why, for us, their farms—you know—we're we're local. where our the farm is five minutes from our facility. We're hundred miles, less than hundred miles from New York City. And our focus is to be able to bring the, the local the local omnivore. That was our focus. God willing, this goes to a national scale. That'll be amazing. But for us, that we accomplished this, and we have the partners that we had from the farm. We're we're very. It was, we looked, we found, and God sent. It was. Great. We're rolling out our website, heritagekosher.com. Um, we're, we'll be offering mail order and shipping. We hope to be on the, uh, on the national scale for our uh, further processed products, hopefully within the next 90 to 120 days on a retail level.
0: Did you have a few sleepless nights knowing that you made the commitment to be at Kosher Fest? You had this table, and you, you had to have a setup, and then more importantly, you had to have a product?
5: It came Shabbat last week and I'm sitting down to the Shabbat table at night and my wife is looking at me, my kids are looking at me and say, Ta, calm down, okay? <laughs> um, but then, you know, came around Monday morning, we did our first shita. What is that things, I, I, We did our first, our first processing, our first kill. Uh-huh. And things were amazing. Well, we're shocked that we're here. We're thankful that we're here. And we're so excited to share this with the world. We're, you know.
0: Thank you so much. This is. Really amazing story, and clearly a a huge passion for you. And it's so nice that uh, this must be really rewarding. It is.
5: All right, thank you so much.
0: Good luck. Thank you, appreciate it. Visiting this booth was a great way to end my day. Now it's time to grab my coat and head out to the real world. My lift is two minutes away, and I'm ready to breathe in some fresh air and take some time to contemplate Kosher Fest from a distance. What an experience! I think it's going to take a while to process it all. That's it for me in the Meadowlands. I hope you enjoyed the tour. My sound engineer is Steve Robinson, and our theme music is performed by Cavatino Duo. Their music can be heard on their CD Sephardic Journey on the CD record label. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And check out TheBigSchmeer.com to get a recipe shared by one of my guests or check out the list of recommended Jewish food restaurants. I'm Beth Schenker, the host of The Big Schmeer. Thank you for listening and happy eating.